At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. This show is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We are at the Circus Sportsbook downtown Vegas. Wes Reynolds, we uh, got some action to talk about in hoops tonight, but let's uh, start on the college side with games about to tip. Wisconsin at Penn State, Badgers laying five and a half. And uh, also in the SEC, how about Texas A&M at Arkansas? Can Eric Musselman get the Razorbacks on track? This number has dropped from three to two or two and a half at most spots. So the Razorbacks are getting a little bit of money, which I hope is in the right spot because I get a small bet on Arkansas myself. Yeah, plus three. You feel like this is kind of a tough spot uh, uh, for uh, A&M here. Arkansas... Is this buying at the bottom of the market? They go on the road uh, after they got pasted at home by Auburn where Musselman's like, basically, we're not good at anything. And they weren't good at Georgia. And they also weren't good at Florida over the weekend. So this team, a lot was expected. I thought this team was going to be a lot better. They are 9-7 and seven right now. And, well, uh, most disappointing teams in college basketball yeah. this season, Arkansas and UCLA, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, when you have that kind of talent, and look, I know it's hard to get all these kids from the transfer portal to work together, but you had all these big-time scorers coming in for Arkansas, and they just haven't found the chemistry yet. Uh, so maybe that maybe this is like the, the, the last hurrah type of game where it's like, okay, if we don't get it done here, then it's going downhill and downhill in a rapid uh, pace. Bunch of West Coast hoops to talk about tonight. Uh, another game in the Midwest about to start Kansas at Oklahoma State. Jayhawks laying seven at closing time here at DraftKings and also in Provo, Utah. BYU closing as a four-point favorite over Iowa State. Any action for you here in the 6 o'clock? Just Penn State plus six against Wisconsin. I think it's going to close five and a half pretty much market-wide. It's just maybe selling the Badgers a little bit at the top of the market because they're they're undefeated in the Big Ten and they're at the top of the standings. And all of a sudden, and, and look, they could certainly win the league, but all of a sudden when you get 
of the the expectations and everybody talking about you a little bit. I think this is a tricky spot for the Badgers going into the Bryce Jordan. It's not the Penn State team that had Jalen Pickett. It is not. It is a different team. Uh, Mike Rhodes uh, came yep. in from VCU, uh, where you took them to the tournament, brought in his guard, Ace Baldwin, a couple other transfers. And basically, this was almost an entire transfer portal team because the, the couple of kids that were committed, one was uh, Micah Shrewsbury, the previous coach's son. They followed him to Notre Dame. So Penn State was kind of starting from scratch this season. Uh, uh, did win at home earlier in the conference play against Ohio State. Had to come back from way down to do that. That. Uh, hopefully they don't have to do that tonight and they could just uh, maintain a nice lead that just tipped off in State College. All right, let's talk about the elephant in the room for both of us. Uh, I bet Indiana plus 10, and that was a bad bet. And uh, you're disappointed in your Hoosiers who didn't show up in the first half tonight. They were down 51-29 to 29 yeah. at halftime. And I'm going to put most of this on Mike Woodson, the Indiana coach. Mm-hmm. You said two of your best big guys out almost the entire first half. Well, Purdue's taking a double-digit lead, and you're just letting these guys sit down. You on can't. The you can't do in foul trouble. You can't do the sit guys yeah. with two fouls thing, and you can't do the you know play a bunch of guys on the second unit like this is NBA uh, rotation or hockey rotations here because it is not. And Mike Woodson does that all the time. Uh, Mbako had seven early points, uh, picked up uh, two fouls. One was a questionable call. And, yeah, there were some questionable calls tonight, but Purdue was the much better team. But when you sat in Baco, it was like, okay, this is going to get worse before it gets better. Indiana actually made a decent run to start the second half, cut it to nine, and then Purdue puts it away. Uh, Zach Eady, 33-14, and 14, absolutely no answer. And I saw a sequence. Uh, I was here a few minutes before you came, you came in, Matt, and I saw a sequence – Couple, about four minutes left to go. This is like a 16, 17-point lead at that point. Zach Eady getting on the floor, diving for a loose ball. It's like that's your na- seven-foot-three National Player of the Year diving on the floor for a loose ball while a bunch of white jerseys were watching. So that was uh, uh, endemic of uh, what happened tonight to Indiana. Big win for Purdue, 87-66. Purdue covers the closing number of nine here at Circa and nine-and-a-half at DraftKings, and I took ten with Indiana. and I thought that was a great number. And uh, West just got blown out in the first half of this game because of Mike Woodson's strategy. When you got your best players have two fouls, sometimes you got to let them play through it. Yes. Uh, I've seen this happen over and over and over again. You can lose the game in the first half. Mm-hmm. Don't sit your guys out for too long, and that's what happened tonight. But uh, Purdue was too much tonight, 87 to 66, like you said, and that went over the total of uh, 150 and a half. Yeah, just barely, barely there in the final minute. Total. Uh, also tonight, uh, let's talk about the NBA game about to tip off in Phoenix, Sacramento. A four-and-a-half, four-four-and-a-half-point dog to the Suns. And then we also have another late game tonight, OKC at the L.A. Clippers and the Clips six-and-a-half-point home favorites. Any action for you? And uh, we're going to update the game in progress. We've got a really good one in progress right now in the association. But how about the two later games tonight in the NBA? Yeah, n- nothing yet. Uh, I was uh, maybe looking at uh, uh, doing some props here, but uh, nothing yet at this standpoint. So uh, uh, the games you're talking about, of course, Phoenix uh, now laying four and a half to the uh, Sacramento Kings total. 244, 244 and a half. Keegan Murray got upgraded to probable for Sacramento. And Phoenix, look, uh, Finally, the lineup that they thought that they were going to have. They do have uh, Booker, Beal, KD in the lineup uh, with uh, Nurkic and uh, Grayson Allen. So this is the lineup that Phoenix thought it was going to have. They hadn't had many games together so far this season. And then uh, the uh, next game, uh, second half of the doubleheader, 
Oklahoma City and the Clippers. Clippers uh, now getting six and a half. Of course, uh, that was the big trade a couple years ago when Shea Gilgis-Alexander is now the uh, second leading scorer in the NBA. Got shipped to Oklahoma City to bring in Paul George to L.A. Uh, so far, not bearing fruit with the title, but both these teams, uh, very good records, playing very good basketball right now. That's one of those trades that you can almost say right now has worked out well for both teams so far, even though the Clippers haven't got what they hope to get right. out of it. Right, because look, Which Oklahoma is, City. making the trade to try to win a championship. Oklahoma City is right there uh, uh, oh, looking man. for the one seed. Sure. So this is a try-our team. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, because I was looking at the MVP odds, which we are going to reference here momentarily with this first game. Yeah. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, actually the number two choice right now at DraftKings. Uh, the number one choice, by the way, is that man who just scores. Uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, this is 90-87, to 87, uh, very early in the third quarter. 7.23 left to go. And so far, uh, uh, the Joker's got a double-double, 17-12. and 12, But Joel Embiid, 28 points, 5 rebounds, 10 assists. There you see the tail of the tape. And uh, Joel Embiid has gotten the best of the Joker in these head-to-head meetings, which have been rare, 5-2 uh, to two in seven meetings. Yeah, how about that? Uh, those two guys battling for MVP and going head-to-head almost literally right there. I think it was Embiid. No, it was Embiid's elbow just hit the Joker in the head. Yes. And uh, looked like heads clashed there for a minute. This is, this is a high-level offensive game tonight, 92-87, to 87, with uh, six and a half to go in the third quarter in Philly. TCU just knocked down a three with about 28 seconds to go off a screen. It was a tough shot. Go up 67-65, and Cincinnati answers with a uh, layup. It's tied at 67 in the final 10 seconds, and uh, the TCU guard just took an ill-advised like 28-footer. Mm-hmm. Had all sorts of time to drive to the basket, and I think Cincinnati just drew a foul on the rebound. Is going to have a chance wow. to win the game at the free throw line with 2.2 seconds to go. That is a terrible foul on a miss. And that was an early shot, just a really mm-hmm. bad shot by TCU. That's a terrible way for Jamie Dixon's team to lose a game on the road. Yeah, and, and look, uh, uh, this was a, a tough spot for TCU. Uh, of course, coming off those two big home wins, I actually have Cincy on the money line here. Uh, was one of my plays <laughs> today, so I'm very, very fortunate. Uh, at least maybe, let's see, let's see if the kid can make the foul shots, and he hey, misses the first. first. So 2.2 left to go in Cincinnati, 67 apiece. Total on this game closed 150.5. Cincinnati closed, uh, I believe, minus 3.5, and, and it did go to 4 well, uh, at under, some you, places. You are praying for a made free throw. Yeah, right yeah, yes, you are, as uh, Dan Skillings uh, goes ahead and misses the first one. So... Big, big, big game for Cincinnati here. Of course, they are a new member of the Big 12, much like BYU uh, just tipped off with Iowa State is and UCF. So, look, new environments for a lot of these teams, too. Uh, going, you know, going on the road to different places. Houston has found that out already in the Big 12, losing at Iowa State and then, of course, losing in Fort Worth to TCU on Saturday. It's a thing we've talked about for years with Gonzaga. Right, that if the Zags played in a power conference, even when they had their best teams, mm-hmm. they would take some losses on the road in conference play. No question, you know, and th- that's why I thought that, you know, so many times they were, I'm going to say, overrated in terms of power ratings and uh, the polls and things like that because they hadn't taken a loss, so they wouldn't get downgraded. Well, you didn't see the Zags have to play road games in uh, too many tough atmospheres. Now you're seeing that with Houston, and what happens? The Cougars take two losses. Right away on the road in the Big 12. 
I know you're going to be nervous here on the second free throw. 3.7 seconds to go. They reset the clock in Cincinnati. Tied at 67. Bearcats got a free throw to essentially win it here. Uh, let's see if he kid can knock it down. Form looks good. He comes up short. Does not. Oh, armed it. Oh, don't tell me. And did a they, foul did on they call a foul over the back? Oh, no. Now Cincinnati fouls on the miss and oh, fouls that's, over that, the that back. Is, that is such a dumb foul. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's a dumb foul. So this is basically dumb and dumber. Yes. A dumb foul and then a dumber foul that's going to give TCU a chance to win. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, Wes Miller's huh? going crazy at the officials and, and absolutely should be. But look, you, 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 don't, you don't foul. I, I, that's just, that's a bonehead play. Uh, I think kid goes over the back. It's actually the coach's fault here. I would say get your guys off yeah. the free throw line yeah. so they can't go over the back. Because you, you, you want to get back on defense right. anyway uh, to, to stop a potential uh, game-winning shot. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why you're battling in a, in a tie game, you know, to, to be able to do that. So, uh uh, Cincinnati looked like they were going to have the win. That's why you never say it's going to happen. So, missed two free throws and over the back, and TCU going to have a shot to go to the Crazy line. Crazy finish in Cincinnati. Mike North, Chicago radio personality, joins us on the show tonight to talk Bears, Justin Fields, Packers, Jim Harbaugh. Stay tuned. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, Wes, Matt back here at the Circus Sportsbook, and uh, the crowd going wild behind us because TCU and Cincinnati are going to <laughs> overtime. 
Uh, not really. But it is uh, overtime and Cincy, and what a crazy finish regulation. But, Wes, let's talk NFL betting here. Uh, this morning on uh, the Follow the Money show with Mitch and Paul, I, I said I was taking the points with the Texans. I decided to take the nine and a half. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson, the presumed MVP. You threw this trend out today. Let's talk about it. Lamar Jackson, one and eight against the spread as a favorite of seven and a half points or more over the last three seasons. His one cover, a game you bet, Wes, when you took the points with the Texans yes. in week one. I believe you got 10, didn't you, in yeah, week one? Yeah, yeah it was 10. Uh, it was, it was 25 a, to nine final. One point game at the half and then a, a bad third quarter for Houston. So yeah, Baltimore, it, it's not been good in these spots. Baltimore is one of my favorite teams to bet when they're either an underdog or they're a smallish favorite because they usually will get there. Uh, but... Uh, with this big of a number, though, uh, you know, and I think that you've seen a little bit of money, not necessarily because of that trend or anything, but you've now seen the nine and a halves disappear, and it's now nine. Now, that's not, I wouldn't call it that, a seismic move by any stretch of the imagination, but at least some early respect for the Texans here. Yeah, I, I agree. I like to bet the Ravens, mostly when they're underdogs, maybe when they're small favorites, definitely not when they're big home favorites. And uh, the Texans, I also believe, are playing with a lot of confidence right now, Wes. And I was looking at the offensive numbers last week. They ran 44 plays, 356 total yards, 8.1 yards per play against that Cleveland defense. Now, it could be a little bit different this week on the road against the Baltimore defense. But the uh, Houston offense is humming at a, a pretty good rate right now. And I think that C.J. Stroud doesn't know he's supposed to lose these games. Right. He is the youngest starting quarterback in NFL history to win a playoff game. And the Texans as a team, I think, uh, are playing with a ton of confidence under a uh, coach who probably should be coach of the year. You know, I know there yeah. was a big push for Kevin Stefanski, but last week's Browns-Texans game, if you didn't believe, uh, if, if you weren't behind Kevin Stefanski before and I was not, probably shouldn't be behind him after watching uh, Cleveland get crushed by Houston a week ago. Yeah, look, uh, D'Amico Ryans, that's that's two big games in a row in a primetime spot that he won, even though it was afternoon on Saturday, technically. But uh, in, in a prime spot, of course, uh, you know, they win an in against the Indianapolis Colts, right. and then they go ahead and uh, take care of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it was at home, but they were an underdog, so... You know, credit credit to uh, D'Amico Ryans. I think he's done an excellent job because usually those first-year head coaches, you know, they kind of struggle to fi to figure things out. Uh, hell, uh, coach has been coaching 20 years, struggle to figure things out. Uh, but uh, D'Amico Ryans, look, getting the most uh, out of uh, C.J. Stroud. And then, of course, they did have Will Anderson, uh, who they traded up uh, with to get. Uh, Will Anderson, by the way, missed the last couple games, did return for the playoffs. So, uh I wouldn't be mad at D'Amico Ryan's winning coach of the year at all. I, I, I think he should win it. And like I said, I, I was not um, one of those in Kevin Stefanski's corner even before last week's game, and certainly not after last week's 45-14 beatdown by the Texans of the Browns. You know, last week was interesting in that game. The Texans only ran 44 offensive plays. Like I said, the Browns ran 70. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you have two pick sixes. Yep. And what do you make of the Texans' defense at this point? 
Is it a paper tiger, or do you think the Texans are for real on defense? I, I think it's a solid group. They've they've had some injuries, and you know they've had to try to figure some things out this year. And uh, you know did bring in some veterans. Uh, one of them being Jimmy Ward, who got hurt. Uh, who of course came with D'Amico Ryan's was part of his defense out there in San Francisco. But you know we're work in progress. Yeah, they could, they could give up some chunk plays. I think Will Anderson clearly. I think he's lived up to his billing as 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 a first round pick. Uh, he's been a real havoc maker uh, uh, when he when he is available. Of course, did miss a few games uh, down the stretch, but you know, solid team. Just just I think needs to get get some more talent, and and that you can't do that all in in one year here. So uh, Texans defense, I think they've been okay. They've been okay. Like uh, I wouldn't say they're great. I wouldn't say that they're bad, but. I think I figured that unit was going to be their stronger unit uh, this year before before the offense was, and the offense has kind of carried them. Houston, where they're really bad as the pass defense, twenty third in DVOA, but they're second against the run. They've been tremendous against the run here, so you're going to have to be against the Baltimore Ravens. Texans defense allows twenty point eight points per game. That's eleventh in the NFL. Uh, but Wes. You wonder if these numbers are a little bit deceiving because these are the offenses the Texans face yep. down the stretch. The Broncos, the Jets, the Titans, the Browns, the Titans, and the Colts. No, not, too, it, not too many good offenses in that stretch, and obviously this Ravens offense is going to be the best one. Yeah, the and, and that's a fair point. Yeah. And when you're looking at all these numbers, uh, you do have to look at the schedule. I believe the schedule ranked for the Houston Texans this year, 29th. So they haven't played exactly a murderer's row of teams, but the teams that they played, they've stopped and, you know, I've gotten a couple quality wins. So I can understand why they're getting a little bit of early respect in the line. Where do you think this number is going to close? Right where it is right now, nine, nine and a half? I don't think it's going to dip much more. I mean, maybe goes to eight and a half, but I don't know. I don't know if the books necessarily are wanting to move that to eight and a half because, of course, nine is the teaser protection. Here And that's going to matter, and teasers are going to matter a lot more now that you only have four games on the board instead of having you know a full allotment of 15, 16 games for the average uh, NFL week during the regular season. So I, it would take, I think it would take a decent amount of bets and a decent amount of money to move that down to 8.5 because they don't want to give that teaser liability away because then it's like, okay, Ravens by a field goal. We know that they win a lot of close games. Mm-hmm. We know that they have the best kicker. And all the National Football League with <laughs> yeah. Justin Tucker. You could see them winning by three, so they damn sure don't want to go to two and a half unless they have to. I mean, that's part of the reason I took the nine and a half last night. I said, it's not going to get to ten. We had Johnny Avello of DraftKings on the show. He said, nah, it's not going to ten. And um, I, this type of game, I can see the Ravens grinding out. Win by three, four, seven, something like that. Anything more than seven, uh, I'll take with the Texans. Well, I took nine and a half because I couldn't get ten. But I also think this nearly three-week layoff for a lot of the starters on the Ravens is going is to lead to rust. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, and I hate to use the cliche, the rust and the rest, whatever, but I think most handicappers assume that the bye weeks are always a good thing and rest is always a good thing. I, I think too much time off throws the team out of rhythm. And uh, that's what I'd be looking for here is the Texans who are on a roll as a hot team. This is kind of like, that's almost like an NCAA tournament scenario where the team that plays, uh, the team that has to play in the, uh, the, the play-in type of game, or right. let's say in a, in a conference tournament, let's say a conference tournament, 
a team that plays on Wednesday and wins has an advantage against a team that has to buy and is playing on Thursday and has just been sitting around. And I think the Texans come in as a hot team. I'm not going to say I'm going to bet the first half, but I think that's where the Texans might have an advantage. Yeah, look, I, I want to see what Houston is is able to do against this passing game and see how aggressive Baltimore is if they go ahead and throw a lot on first down. Because, you know, uh, attacking Houston on the ground, as I just mentioned, not the easiest thing to do despite the soft schedule, second in, in DVOA. So I, I got to think that, you know, is, is Baltimore going to take some shots on, on early downs where, you know, it's not like, okay, you run it, and then all of a sudden you get to third and five or third and four or something like that when they know you that you're going to pass. Got to take some shots on, on first down. So, you know, it, this will be interesting to see, though, how Houston, you know, handles the pressure of going on the road in, in, in a playoff game. But uh, I have not bet this yet. I'm not – you know, I don't think you have to worry about missing the nine and a half. I think nine is fine. But if I'm on this game, I'm likely on Houston. The total opened 46 at DraftKings. It's now down to 43 and a half at Circa and DraftKings. And uh, do you think the weather is the main reason for the total dropping here? Or what would it be? Prob- probably so, uh, uh, based on what we saw uh, last weekend, even though you know, even though the Pittsburgh Buffalo ended up going over, but obviously those conditions were a lot better than they would have been if it was played at a normally scheduled time. I don't think the weather's supposed to be terrible Saturday. It looks like temperatures in the 20s, maybe uh, 15, 20 mile an hour wind gusts, something like that. Doesn't look like it's going to be too bad, but uh, you don't know exactly this far out what it's going to be like. I think the uh, the fact that the Texans are pretty good at stopping the run and the Ravens are probably going to run the ball, try to run the ball a lot in this game is going to keep this game at a little bit of a slower pace. Yeah, and the one thing that helps them too is that, look, I guess you can never game plan enough for Lamar, but they've seen Lamar. You know, it's not like that great Lamar record against the NFC where they're not used to his speed and they haven't seen him. Houston at least has seen him, so uh, mm-hmm. they should be better prepared this time around. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion on the side. Do have a play, excuse me, uh, an opinion on the total. Do have a play on the side, taking the Texans plus nine and a half. Our producer made a big bet on one of the underdogs this weekend, and I think maybe he moved the line. We'll tell you about that next when we come back. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter written by Bill 80. Today, there were actually details about what's coming. The new vcin.com website. Wes, did you check it out today? I did. Uh, and uh, obviously, Bill, if you read that vcin daily, explained that there's going to be some snafus. And, uh, you know, there is. But uh, eventually, we're going to get that uh, up and rolling. Uh, that lo- that logo from Bill always, like, trips me out. Uh, that uh, official vcin daily logo. His mouth is missing. Off yes. The cartoon. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> the vcin.com website redesigned. Check it out. It's going to be much better. But right now, I see on Twitter today a lot of complaints. And, uh, hey, man, that's what happens when uh, you switch things over. It's not always a seamless transition. We switched over from our email mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes. And you're still trying to figure it out. I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> I've had to go to IT for help twice. I haven't been able to read my vcin.com email for over a month. 
It disappeared from my laptop, and I can't find it. That's why uh, DraftKings email figured out. Pro, pro, pro uh, tip, uh, send it to uh, the human's Gmail account. Yeah, exactly. Or the DraftKings email, which is now working. Uh, get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox absolutely free. vcin.com slash newsletter to subscribe. I will say that I think the right time to do those email migrations and website transitions, probably not in the middle of the football season. I'm going to do it in the summer. That's just me. I, I, I concur. I concur with that. But uh, look, uh, once it gets rolling, uh, then we'll all be good. All right, Wes, we got another line move today in the, the NFL playoffs. And it's also a Saturday game. So the Texans dropped from nine and a half to nine point underdogs at Baltimore. Our producer, Brian Ortega, who's a Packers fan, fired on Green Bay plus 10. And Packers boom. owner, Brian Ortega. Look at the screen. The 10's disappeared. Now it's nine and a half. Yep. Across the board, 49ers laying nine and a half to the Packers. That's the number of DraftKings circa in most books right now. Yeah, and uh, I'm not surprised that Green Bay is getting a little bit of respect. I said that the first half, now that's gone down to six a couple places and then goes to uh, six and a half still pretty much uh, uh, out there, though, in the market. But, look, San Francisco, yeah, they're getting healthy and they've had the key starters have, uh, you know, two full weeks off. But this is now three weeks since they played. It's a little bit different when you got the one week off. But when it's two weeks... Uh, look, that that's a lot, and and you know certainly there's some concern that the Packers defense did end up playing 89 snaps against Dallas, but that was a lot of underneath stuff when they had the lead. You know, Ben, but don't break, give him the middle, so you know they weren't exactly you know rushing the passer and 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 trying to really wreak havoc defensively when they had that big lead. So. I, I think Green Bay could start out well, and that's one of the reasons I like them more in the first half because I do think that defense, if the, if the wear and tear is going to show for being on the field that much, it's going to be in the second half. I don't think it's going to be right away. Adrenaline can carry you for 30 minutes, and then rust can happen on the San Francisco side, even though Kyle Shanahan, one of the better game scripters or like the first 15 play scripters, however many they do. Uh, so look, San Francisco is going to try to run the ball. That's what they're going to do. I, I think very early on against Joe Barry, you know, not let Brock Purdy get into too much trouble. Maybe a little bit of conservative game planning based on what we saw happen to Dak where Dallas got behind in a hurry. And then that green Bay offense, that's a different offense than we had early in the season. This is explosive, and Jordan Love's got a ton of weapons, and he also has a healthy Aaron Jones, which I think is big, and that's what I think Green Bay needs to do against this San Francisco run defense. It's kind of middle of the pack, Matt. I think they're like 15th or 16th in, in rush defense. Uh, overall, uh, they're top four because the pass defense is so good, but you got a healthy Aaron Jones, and that's a different dynamic, and we, saw, we didn't see it really until the second half. But when Dallas did score on the first drive, granted it was just a field goal, but it's like, okay, Green Bay is going to run the ball. Dallas going to get a stop. They're going to get the ball back in like a minute and a half. Aaron Jones, eight-yard gain, nine-yard yeah. gain, seven-yard gain, eight-yard gain. Of course, the big play to Dobbs is what got Green Bay down the field. But Dallas couldn't stop the run, and they were trying to stop the run, and they couldn't do it with Green Bay. And I think Green Bay might have some success on the ground against this Niners defense. That was a basis for my handicap of the Packers over the summer when I was saying over seven and a half of the Packers to win the NFC North. I thought the power running game was going to be uh, something that was going to help Jordan Love tremendously. 
in his development. You got all those young targets, tight ends, wide receivers. I thought this offense was going to be dangerous. Wes, we didn't see it develop until the second half of the season. Really didn't see it develop until week 11 and week 12 when the uh, the Packers beat the Chargers and the Lions back-to-back with that ladder on uh, Thanksgiving Day. That was a huge win. Then they followed that with a victory over the Chiefs and got hot down the stretch, but the offensive line was banged up. The running backs were not healthy at the same time. Now you're seeing the entire picture develop for the Packers, and this is a team we envisioned. Did go over their win total of 7.5, finishing 9-8. and eight. They win a road playoff game. i got to ask you a question about Jordan Love and see what you think. Over, was it the last nine games since week 11? He has 21 TD passes and one pick. Is he due for some regression? Is reality going to hit him in the mouth? Maybe this week. Probably could. You would you'd anticipate at least a little something. Nobody's because this San- good, Wes. We've right. got 21 TD passes in one pick. Right, because uh, uh, San Francisco's defense uh, against the pass, look, they can force turnovers. Uh, the, even though D'Amico Ryans is gone, Steve Wilkes, they've picked up uh, right where they left off, and they've been very good. But uh, the, the way to ease Jordan Love into the game is obviously to run the ball, and that's what I think that they're going to try to do early on in San Francisco on Saturday night. You talked about uh, Kyle Shanahan and his uh, scripting, and he's very good. I remember two years ago when the Niners beat the Cowboys in Dallas in the playoffs, 49ers took the ball straight down the field. That was with Jimmy G at quarterback, and they just ran a clinic, a coaching clinic on the Cowboys and took control of that game early. I don't think that's going to happen here necessarily. Like you said, and I was talking with our producer who bet on the Packers, and I said, I'd be concerned, if anything, that this game gets away late. Mm-hmm. Like in the uh, fourth quarter at some point, because the 49ers have so many playmakers, and you're still talking about a Packers team that's playing back-to-back road games, and that might take a toll in the second half or especially the fourth quarter. Yeah, no no question about it. Now, yes. That Packers defense is on the field for a lot of plays against the Cowboys. Yeah, so. and, 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 and that, that's, what I, that's why I did like the first half and why I didn't jump in necessarily to take the 10. Obviously, the 10s. Uh, not readily available, could become available again. I don't think you're going to see – I think you're going to see with a lot of these playoff games, th- these are priced pretty darn close to the number uh-huh. at this standpoint. You're going to see two-way action, I think, on a decent amount of these games. I, I wouldn't be surprised if 10 doesn't show uh, by kickoff on Saturday, at least at a few spots. I don't have a strong feel for this one right now. I've seen a lot of plays. The Cowboys ran 89 offensive yeah. plays because they were chasing the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Green Bay is playing that shell, that coverage underneath. So, you know, they're not exactly uh, playing the most stringent of defense because it's like, okay, we'll give you these underneath stuff. Just We would just want to run the clock out. Talk about garbage stats. Look at the box score of the Packers-Cowboys game. Packers had 22 first downs. Cowboys had 37. Right. Yeah, Dak over 400 game. yards and, and, all, and all of that, but it was the turnovers that decided that very, very early. A lot early. of empty numbers, a lot of trash stats. Cowboys finished with 510 yards, Packers with 415. But the Cowboy, Cowboys were dominated in this game in Dallas, 48-32 the final. Did you think there was sharp money that showed up on the Packers late? I, when I saw the seven and a half show up again uh, Sunday, I was surprised. Or was that uh, you think a push from the public? Ah, uh, maybe a little bit of both because we were hearing Packers all week. It's like, okay, is seven and a half going to show again? Because the early money, I think, did come on Green Bay, and I think there were some sharps on, on that side. And all of a sudden, I saw the seven and a half again uh, start to appear on Saturday, and then of course on game day on Sunday. So. 
That might have been a little bit of the betting public. I'm sure the Cowboys also were in a ton of teasers. Uh, so, you know, books scooped up that liability. I, I got to think that the books did pretty darn well on that. Uh, w- even if you take out some of the wise guys on Green Bay, just that, that teaser liability. And then Dallas had been such a wagon at home. And then uh, they face planted on Sunday. Patrick Everson, who reports for um, Vegas Insider. He's a senior reporter, also yes. contributes to Fox Sports. He's been on our shows here at VSEN several times. He's a tireless reporter, Wes. He is. He tweeted yesterday a quote from Twin Spires sportsbook director who said, quote, it's the, talking about the, uh, the Packers beating the Cowboys outright. Quote, it's the best playoff result I've ever seen outside of a Super Bowl. Yes, the book's cleaned up on that game. Yeah, Johnny Avello said it yesterday, too. They did very well on uh, on Sunday. We'll see if uh, they do better uh, or even better on the divisional round weekend this weekend. All right, we're going to talk uh, more NFL in hour number two. We've got Mike North, Chicago sports radio personality, is going to be on, and he never holds back. He's going to talk about the Bears, Justin Fields, the Packers, Jordan Love, Bears coaching situation, Jim Harbaugh. So you want to stay tuned for Mike North in uh, hour number two. We'll come back and update hoops. Got a crazy cover for the Cincinnati Bearcats, which might be good news if you laid the points. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indul- your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs that much better. New players can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code VEGAS, bet 5, get 200. Wes Reynolds, let's update the association here. And uh, instead of we just uh, talk about the NFL for a half hour, how about the NBA? What's happening between the Nuggets and the Sixers? Well, right now, 121 to 113, about five minutes left to go in Philadelphia. Of course, uh, this was the battle with the Joker and Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, our last two MVPs. Uh, Nikola Jokic, 23 points, 15 rebounds, but. Uh, Joe LMB tonight, 38 points, 10 assists, and six rebounds. Matt, I looked earlier uh, uh, when I was sending that graphic in, I was like, okay, what are the MVP odds? And Nikola Jokic uh, was the favorite, about plus 180, drifted up to two to one. Embiid was six to one. And if you don't think these awards markets move on just anything, they do. He's now down to plus 450. Uh, Sage Gorgeous Alexander, by the way, the second choice at 280, and then Luca at plus 650, Giannis at 8-1. to Those are your top five choices. But uh, Joel Embiid, man, uh, he always gets up. That's one thing in terms of props. Even though the stars are always taxed on these NBA player props, he always gets up for these big national TV games, and he certainly has you know a night. Because I think he cares more about winning MVP than he does an NBA championship. I, I, I think Philadelphia fans are certainly hoping that that is not true. But Philadelphia, look, they're right in there, too. They're, they're right in there uh, to be an a, a NBA title contender. And I don't think it's just because of Embiid putting up MVP-type numbers. I uh, uh, looked at some of the other awards markets. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, the outright favorite to be the NBA's most improved player, Odds on right now, and rightfully so. He's made a big difference in that team. Uh, Philadelphia now up 10. Sixers minus 8.5, 257.5 at DraftKings. 123-113? Yeah, well, okay, I'm, I'm ahead. Right? I'm sorry. I'm about 20 seconds ahead. Uh, uh, Philadelphia, by the way, over the last four minutes, now an 18-2 run. Denver led early in the quarter, so... Uh, uh, we'll see if uh, Joel Embiid is going to go ahead and score this bucket. I'm guessing he will. Good call. You could have bet that. 40, 40 points for uh, Joel Embiid. Hey, in the meantime, the Kings are off to a hot start against the Suns, 49-34. to Eight minutes ago in the second quarter, and uh, the Kings went off as four-and-a-half-point dogs in Phoenix. And again, the late game, OKC and the Clippers in L.A. And the Clips at DraftKings, minus six, total of 240. Anything for you there? No, nothing, nothing for me. I uh, was, was maybe looking uh, at a prop, perhaps, in that Clipper game. Uh, 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 points prop. Uh, Nor- Norman Powell, uh, I saw that uh, he was at 13.5, would lean a little bit to the over. Uh, this has certainly been bet to the over because Oklahoma City pays it, plays at a very fast pace, so now up to 240. So uh, that's why sometimes you can handicap these player props a little bit through the totals of what the pace is going to be. So uh, that'd be my lean there. I did not bet aside here. I think uh, our resident Clippers uh, uh, supporter, apologist, whatever you want to call him, John Von Tobel, I believe, is on the Clippers tonight. Uh, JBT loves the Clippers. But someday, someday maybe his uh, affection for the Clippers will get repaid. It's certainly not going to get repaid via the Angels. No. <laughs> it doesn't seem like anytime soon. Hey, uh, I wanted to update what happened with that uh, crazy cover with Cincinnati. So 
Bearcats closed three-point favorites at DraftKings, three and a half at some books. The line actually moved from three to four here at Circa. But in overtime, the dog goes down. Cincinnati 81, TCU 77. And that went over the total in overtime. The total was 151. Yeah, yeah. So a big win for Cincinnati there in Big 12 play. Uh, Let's stick with the Big 12 uh, momentarily. Kind of a rock fight going on at the Octagon of Doom right now. Baylor 49, Kansas State 45. Uh, five minutes left to go in the second half. Lower scoring game. K-State swept Baylor. Of course, Jerome Tang used to be on Scott Drew's staff down there in Waco. Uh, Kansas State became the favorite. I think they closed minus one, one and a half. Baylor up 49 to 45 elsewhere in that same conference. Uh, all KU at Oklahoma State. Bill Self taking it to his alma mater. 48 to 30 here, about one minute left to go in the first half. And uh, KU close seven in this spot, 139 on the total. Well, that's a week ago tonight. Number one, Purdue. Number two, Houston went down on the road. Tonight, number two, Purdue. And number three, Kansas are going to survive on the road. Yeah, and they took care of business uh, pretty easily. Obviously, still have to play there in Stillwater. But uh, uh, Kansas, uh, look, they're, they're one of the teams, much like Purdue. I mean, they're probably – Several teams, you could say, could win it all, and probably about 20 or 25 that you could say was going to go to a Final Four, and those two teams uh, certainly amongst them. You know, I'm kicking myself. I like Syracuse today as a six-and-a-half-point dog at Pitt. It looked like the money was showing on Pitt, so I stayed away from the game, and Syracuse wins by 11. Yeah, Syracuse, uh, and this was one-way traffic. Syracuse, I saw a little bit of them on Saturday at North Carolina, and sometimes when you get a team off a really putrid performance like that, the market's going to come against them, and then you you can buy at the the end. I wish I would have followed suit and did that. But, yeah, Syracuse looked absolutely putrid against North Carolina. They just got drilled. So it's like, oh, gosh, they're going to get beat by Pittsburgh here. Pittsburgh already lost up in the Carrier Dome <laughs> earlier this year, and Syracuse gets a sweep uh, there over Pitt. At the half in Happy Valley, Penn State leads Wisconsin 39-35. to So you, you took to six with Penn State. You're up four at halftime. Yeah, Wisconsin made a little bit of a run there at the end. Penn State was up by eight or nine, I think, uh, uh, most of the first half, so 39 to 35. Let's see if we have a, a second half line on that. Wisconsin minus three for the second half, 77 and a half. Uh, now the total. So we'll see if uh, the Nittany Lions uh, are going to hang on. Also at the half, BYU 39-35 battle of top 25 teams over Iowa State. One? Well, this one's going to pay off for me. I should have mentioned this on the Mention Paul show. I was just a little hesitant with Arkansas because I've been beat with them a few times. Razorbacks catching three at home overnight. Number closed two, 37-20 late first half. Arkansas over Texas A&M. This is a really good spot to bet against A&M off that overtime victory against Kentucky. Yeah, no no question. And and you kind of feel like, okay, is this the save? Point, the- Eric Musselman's going to figure something out, right? Yeah, is this the save the season? Because if you look at all of these transfers, uh, Tremont Mark, who came in from Houston, uh, he's got 11 to lead all scores. Jeremiah Davenport. Came in from Cincinnati, L. Ellis from Louisville, and then you combine with the returning players they had, uh, D. Davis, Makai Mitchell, and then uh, Travon Brazil. They've had some injuries. Uh, Mark's missed a couple games. I think Brazil missed a couple games earlier in the season. But this Arkansas team, maybe this, maybe this is the buy low team. 
Who knows? I don't want to take. Low spot yeah, right here. yeah. Because yeah. look, uh, Three point you'll, home you'll get teams that that have struggles. It's a long season, and they'll have struggles. Yeah. So this may be a team uh, to ride here. I don't. I, I want to wait and see, though. I think I need to see one more good effort after tonight out of the Razorbacks. Arkansas was zero three in the SEC going into tonight's game, but a three-point home dog to a ten and six Texas A and M team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I did take a little of uh, Arkansas. Yeah, tonight, and the money but... came money came in on A and M overnight too. So sometimes those moves are right, and sometimes those moves are wrong. Well, the move on Indiana was wrong. It was. I was on the wrong side there with Indiana plus ten. Get head caved in with that one. Uh, a little bit of coaching news tonight. You mentioned to me, I wish I had known this before the game. I would have bet Seton Hall. Rick Patino not coaching tonight for St. John's. Yeah, I have the under here. It is uh, Steven Masiello, uh, Patino's former liege there at Kentucky and also the uh, former head coach at, at Manhattan. He is to, uh, coaching uh, for them tonight. Seton Hall, by the way, 41-24. to 24. Uh, These two regimes are very familiar with each other, though. Shaheen Holloway, of course, was at St. Peter's. Rick Pitino was at Iona. Rick Pitino got the better of Shaheen Holloway a lot of times there, but they're very familiar with the schemes. Uh, uh, another coach who's going to be out, this in the Mountain West, uh, looks like uh, Justin Hudson has a bit of, a, of an illness as well. So he's not going to coach for Fresno State against San Jose State. Fresno laying two and a half, 136. But yeah, Patino, uh, a positive COVID test. So it is Masiello coaching for the Johnnies. All right. In the Mountain West, how about Air Force, a 15 and a half point dog at Colorado State, leading by three at the half, 27 24. Yeah, and, and this is an Air Force pace. We know yeah. what, what Joe Scott uh, runs, that Princeton offense that he ran before at Air Force and now back for his second term in Colorado Springs. So, low scoring game, that's going to favor the Falcons. Three more Mountain West games later tonight, uh, tipping at 7 7 and 7 30. The first two, San Jose at Fresno. Bulldogs minus two and a half for three. UNLV at Boise. Broncos minus five. Rebels off a really deflating loss, a fluke loss at home to Utah State over the weekend. Speaking of the Aggies, they are at the Pitt in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now a six and a half point favorite at DraftKings against a Utah State team on a 15 game win streak. We talked NFL betting with Mike North next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. We'll be right back. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Network.